In today's episode, Aileen and Nancy discuss quantum healing, the power of the placebo effect, and aphrodisiacs. <laughs> Welcome to Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom, a podcast where two friends, Aileen and Nancy, explore and expand beyond what they think they know in order to live a life of freedom. Thank you for joining us. And away we go. Good morning. Good morning. Nice to see you, as and always. to you. I'm feeling a little bit of the uh, New England collective anticipation about our snowstorm coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, here we are well into January. We really haven't got... We really haven't got a big one in, in the Boston area, at least. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. I kind of like it. Mm-hmm. Tucking in, you know, as long as, as long as Jimmy's got the generator ready to go <laughs> and the snowblower ready to go exactly. and there's chocolate in the house and my coffee maker works. That's, that is the key. Nice. <laughs> That's great. So, as we went to sit, you said you had another thought. So, what would you yes. like to surprise and delight me with exactly. today to challenge me? And I know. You're going to do great. You're going to do great. So, just what tends to happen for me, I guess if it's moving out of my comfort zone, you could better interpret me, mm-hmm. but <laughs> my throat gets, um, and it's definitely an energetic thing. I equate it to finding my voice or expressing my true self, but <clears throat> I don't know. It's not mean. unusual. It okay. makes perfect sense when something comes up for us. There's all different ways that our bodies react and there's such great clues. Yeah. Our body gives us as many clues as it can to say, Hey, pay attention. You That's know, perfect. Wake up. Know yeah. this, know this. So, uh, yes, to ask you about something, to talk about something that you've kept to yourself. It's something that you really like, that you're on your journey. You feel strong about it. Uh, but yeah, to take you out of the comfort zone, I think that a lot of us have, which is to be one-on-one with some of our uh, journey and adventure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then to ask mm-hmm. to share it out loud. Yeah. I think is, this, yeah. I didn't mean to interrupt that. Yeah, the sharing sorry. out loud I think that might almost be ancestral for me Mm -hmm. because in my house growing up in that generation, you always put on a face when you were outside and the family business was the family business. So when you were out and expressing yourself around people, it was always rosy because you never shared the family business, the dark business. You know, it was always like positive, almost artificial Mm -hmm. in some respects. And so you never just really shared your authentic self outside of the house. Mm-hmm. And here we are doing a podcast, for God's sakes. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of delay, caution, throat clearing, mm-hmm. a lot of that also comes from past life experiences. So we're at such a period, I think, in our evolution of awareness and expansiveness that we are working through the times in our lives where, when we were the people that spoke up mm. and people didn't like what we had to say because it was changing the reality that they were not willing wow. to change. That feels right. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. meant 
you got choked. You got set on fire. <laughs> you got right. Down. You got thrown in the right. So yeah. there was punishment for moving beyond what the the ego collective said had to be. Fascinating. Yeah. So right now it's such a great time, but for those of us that are in a position where we can speak about the whatever you want to call it, the mysteries, the, mm-hmm. the these old truths. Yeah, uh, I was actually listening to uh, Michael Sandler this morning interviewing a gentleman on magic. Maybe we can talk about it sometime. And and this gentleman was saying magic was a concept and I, I can't remember the the years he specified but then it got pounded out of us there's no such thing as magic but it actually used to be used mm-hmm. and leveraged mm-hmm. one of the things i loved learning over the years is the difference between and this is just one one way to think about it the difference between white magic and black magic and white magic is when you build people up with it Oh. And black magic is when you tear people down. Yeah. I got to think your team doesn't really support you when you're working with the tearing down, but I think you get a bigger collective assistance collaboration using your intuitive powers to summon the best for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And maybe too, we can change the language because we do have a history of uh, using the word white Versus the word black, white has a more positive connotation, oh, wow. and black has a more negative one. That's just a very old way language to look at it. So just listening to you, yeah, maybe along the way during our podcast, we can choose some new language for the building up magic versus the tearing down Beautiful. magic. And then I'm going to throw a couple words in there too mm-hmm. that uh, light and absence of light. Mm-hmm. There is no darkness. There is absence of light. Mm-hmm. However, those thought forms, those fear-based thought forms, are still in the fields. So when you are not in a high frequency and you resonate with a lower form frequency, you can draw those fears to you. It's not an assault from an entity that's simply, you're not truly being aligned with who you are and in that state thanks to the laws of physics, you tend to draw, you draw, magnetize those lower level frequencies. And then we, we say, ah, see, yes, this bad thing happened to me. And it's like, well, then just get your crap together and sit silently in alert stillness and breathe and get back aligned. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The other thing I was thinking about darkness and this fear of darkness, all this interesting thing, Many years ago, I thought about darkness and I was thinking about my own uh, relationship to, you know, late at night, you know, you don't want to be out after dark and just this whole thing about the dark being so scary. And I thought about the Underground Railroad and I thought about slavery and I thought about how the dark was a really important time for slaves to be free. The dark Mm. was the safe time. Yeah. There are places in this world where, you know, it can be super, super hot deserts where it's yeah. really hot in the day. Yeah. And then nighttime is when they can get everything done. Yeah. So I changed my relationship That's with the awesome. darkness to realize it is life-saving. Just being open to changing our relationship with our fears. Interesting. 
driving over here, I was thinking about how you've spoken about Greg Braden before. Mm. A couple of times you've mentioned like, smart is the new sexy. This is <laughs> what he says. And this is like, so I thought it'd be great for people to hear about how, who is this person? How did you find this person? What has your relationship been with his information? Why do you like him so much? So give yeah. us a little lowdown. I probably was just like investigating some new concept, but I happened on Gaia. Mm-hmm. So Gaia is this paid uh, subscription program. Television. Yeah, television or apps. So they have, um, on Gaia, they have subject matter of this of spiritual or of what I would used to call or still call uh, <laughs> lovingly woo-woo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, so I'm watching Gaia and this striking gentleman... Uh, strikingly has, handsome. What was striking not about in the him? aesthetic? He had just a oh. frankly, and for me, and maybe this is why I'm so drawn to and and, and in voiceover acting, mm-hmm. his voice. Ah. So, like, there are some brilliant teachers out there mm-hmm. that I simply can't listen to. Right. If the voice doesn't resonate or is pleasing to my translation for some reason, and it's not a not great because there's probably some good content out there, <laughs> but I have to read their books. <laughs> Not listen to them <laughs> instead. Good strategy. Because uh, a lot of times I just put these things on I don't watch because I am so in tune to voices. And I just heard that voice. It has a Native American feel to it. And then I actually watched the show and I'm like, this is a cool dude. This is a scientist. And he had all these incredible facts that basically solidified spirituality. And so when I first started looking into spirituality, like, hmm, I got to look at this stuff. I went at it from an engineering perspective, from frequencies, because that's what I understood. And so I was reading uh, The Biology of Belief, Bruce Lipton, and there was another gentleman, uh, I can't recall the works, but it was about frequency and vibration and how it, it actually exists. And he was saying, we resonate at a frequency. We actually, if I put an ohmmeter to you, you would have a frequency and I would have a frequency. And if you put an ohmmeter on somebody who's sick, they'll be at a lower frequency. If you put somebody as well, they'll be a higher frequency. So I digress. So, so Greg Braden um, was um, doing a show on Gaia. And I believe at the time I was fearful there was global warming and climate change. And mm-hmm. you could feel this was several years ago, but I could feel the culmination of this triad that we're in now, economic and political and climate. And um, he made sense of it for me in that his science was saying, this happens. This has always happened. This will continue to happen. The breakdown of a system and you have to, and you used to say to me, we've got to pull out the roots with my personal stuff. You know, you got to have these nights of the soul. The seeds won't take place unless you rip it out of the roots. And so that's what I think is happening collectively with us. Now the systems are just not viable anymore and they're breaking down. So, but he puts science to it and he cites journals that are peer reviewed. You know, one thing I got tainted to in my years was, um, I can read a study or a clinical trial and you got to watch out who's funding Correct. it. 100%. Whether they have good mm-hmm. intention or not, there is simply bias. Correct. They can't eliminate it. So he always references peer-reviewed science journals mm-hmm. where there is no motive, conscious or subconscious. 
So I started watching him on Gaia and I, I just am fascinated. And, and I've always had a draw to Native American and he is Native American and he uses those Native American traditions in his scientific teaching. Mm-hmm. So a beautiful balance of science and woo-woo, which gave <laughs> me permission to dance in the woo-woo. Yes. Are there some things that he said that opened up a new way of thinking for you? What are some exhilarating or sometimes scary hmm. channels that you went down based on some things that he said? I mean, I, I think even the beginning of bringing, uh, you know, the science piece into this expansive physics, whatever we want to call the woo-woo, mm-hmm. I think in that way that could have been thrilling, exhilarating, and also scary. Because yeah. it's like, well, wait a minute. If he's if he's saying things in a way that makes sense to me, then I I really have to grab hold of that. I cannot deny. Yeah. Right? So it just resonated. Ooh, and I'm dizzy. So I think the scary thing for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You're doing great. Now that I have this knowledge, <clears throat> I need to share it. Oh, okay. So I think that's the scary thing is I have a new perspective that maybe not everybody has because they simply haven't gone down this path yet. And I have the obligation is the wrong word, but it, it feels, it feels wrong not to share it, but at the same token, it's scary to share it. So that would be the scary part. The exhilarating part is the freedom of it, Mm -hmm. right? Because now I know we are bound by nothing. Now I know what I maybe used to call an angel soul team, which I still do because I, you know, even though it is a label that there are other frequencies out there that I can leverage. And one particular show he had, I don't recall where it was, but in this particular show, this woman had a cyst mm-hmm. and they put it on the x-ray and the ultrasound. And then they had several healers around her chanting. And the chant was basically something about love. And on the x-ray, you could see the tumor shrink. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exciting. And we can learn how to leverage this. In, in, instead of feeling, oh, if I speak these things, you know, people are going to go, oh, you know, what if I could find a way to present it simply to say, look, at we could leverage the power of this. Think of what we could do mm-hmm. if we were not bound by the 3D of this form. Now, I, that said, we have to stay grounded from the engineering days, all current takes the path of least resistance to right. ground. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to manifest things, you've got to pull them out of exactly. out of the current and into the ground. So it's important that we're grounded. That's why we came here to experience these sensations, this smell, sight, you know, taste, touch, stuff. But it doesn't have to be just the ground part. We can leverage into that outlet, that power outlet, mm-hmm. and merge those two. So that was the exciting part to say, wow, the possibilities are unlimited. Mm-hmm. And, oh, there, another thing that was exhilarating for me. Yeah. He detailed how some education concepts that are being taught in the school are false. Mm-hmm. And we need to change the curriculum because we can't feed the children these false concepts. They're boring. They are getting so bored. Yeah. They're, they are so much wiser than yes. we're giving them credit for. Exactly. And, so like, exactly. and the yeah. stuff we're saying is just, you know, so he, he, he has says the, the Darwin's theories are, no longer relevant. And he Mm -hmm. said, even Darwin said, you know, this is not solid. This is a placeholder until we learn more. 
So that for is one of the things being taught in the school systems, but the whole education system is, I think, just needs to be revamped. I was thrilled my son is at Plymouth State, mm-hmm. and he's in this outdoor adventure class because he wants to like maybe someday have a have a retreat center and take people on hikes and appreciate nature. And one of these outdoor adventure classes, they start the class with a meditation because the teacher says. You need to be in this alert stillness as you move through nature because then you can connect with the reason you're out there to begin with. So I was cautiously optimistic and hopeful that here's a class where this gentleman starts with a meditation. It's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. That's great. When you were talking about watching this woman's tumor shrink mm. and being thrilled, I I remember, I think it was probably my very first polarity therapy energy class when I was training and uh, being a skeptic as I I have been and still healthy skeptic can be mm-hmm. she wanted to prove to us right away what the you know what we were going to do exactly what you're saying we had to understand and a certain degree of breaking through some conditioning around energy and thoughts and everything so she did this piece where she had someone she asked someone to sit in a chair. Oh, your voice is going now. This like, is interesting. <laughs> she asked someone to sit in a chair and had four people be at each leg of the chair, standing beside this person. And she said, okay, now I want you all to, uh, <clears throat> yeah, isn't that funny? <laughs> Speak your why. truth, girl. <laughs> yeah, I've told the story a whole bunch of well, times. Well, maybe so it's another it's thing for you. <laughs> yes, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> whatever we're doing, and whatever I don't we're doing. There's any natural gas being pumped into no, the No, we're, we're doing. So, yeah, I get it. I love this story. So, she uh, had us all, well, some of us volunteered to stand, to stand on each leg. And she said, I want you all to shout he- the heaviest words you can. Say the heaviest words you can. Think of the heaviest things you can. So I got really into that because I'm really I'm creative. going for Anvil. Plus, I like to win. I wanted to be the winner of the heaviest things. And I was like competitive side elephant. coming out. I was like, it's like an elephant chained to 20 cement blocks. I mean, I was just oh, wow. like getting really? crazy. Oh, I was just laying it in. I mean, ask me to do something like that. I will take it. So we're all saying these heavy, heavy things, heavy, heavy things. And she said, okay, now at the count of three, I want you to try to lift this person in the chair. I was like, well, okay, whatever, you know. So one, two, three, we can't lift them. There's four of us. We cannot lift this person. And I think, well, that's not really proving anything to me other than we're not really good at this, you know, being able to lift them. And so then she said, okay, now I want you to shout the lightest things that you can. So again, I'm now getting into the lightest things. I'm like, a child's giggle. You know, I was just really, right? I was going for it. I was in it. Yes, a thousand, a thousand, you know, percent. I was in the energy of this. Then she said, okay, now the count of three, I want you to lift them. She counted to three. It was like we almost threw them in the air. (laughs) It was so light. Yeah. And it was this fantastic, tangible moment. Explain the phenomena. The belief Mm -hmm. in... An attachment to the vibration. As we were saying these words, we were conjuring up the feel, the vibration of the elephant chained to 20 cement because blocks. Because the feel is the quote-unquote magic. The, the emotions are the vibration, yes. are how you manipulate 
frequency and pull it into form. Our thought yes. brought up the emotion yeah. that was the vibration that became the truth yes. and the story. That is cool. Isn't that cool? So that as we cool. all were in it, there was probably 13, 14 of us. We all were saying heavy things. We didn't know why at that point. We were just mm-hmm. all saying heavy things. So we were in the thought, in the emotion, the experience, matter fault. Yes. So then we couldn't lift him up because we were, in, it's not that she said, think of heavy things and you won't be able to lift them up, which was so cool the way she did it. And then I mean, nothing changed. We were all still staying, same everybody, same player, same mm-hmm. thing. And then we went into the light. What is light? Mm-hmm. What is the lightest thing? Yes. And there it was, matter followed energy. The yes. person in the chair was so light, I couldn't believe it. That's we could have lifted them up cool. above our heads. It was so easy. And so now let's pull that back just because the, uh, we were talking about that medical condition of the woman with the yes. tumor because mm-hmm. we... You know, yeah, it's, it's really fun to do these validation mm-hmm. exercises sure. playfully, but wow, let's, let's mm-hmm. actually leverage it into something that has meaning for somebody. I used to work in a core imaging lab when I was in PharmaTech. And so, uh, we were responsible for collecting the clinical trial data, um, with respect to imaging. And so patients would get their images done. The images would come into our facility and then we would oversee the radiologists doing the reads. And clearly with, Cancer imaging is often used mm-hmm. as a measure of progression. And I was sitting in on a read one time, and there was this new drug, and you track the size of the tumor over the course of the clinical trial. And there was one clinical trial candidate, I don't care to call them patients, but there was one clinical trial candidate who was having incredible results. And the tumors were shrinking. It was magnificent. Um, it happened to be a brain tumor. And then the powers that be who run the trial said, oh, uh, it's not working. This, this new drug is not working. We're going to terminate the trial. But they were, but there are things to wrap up. You don't just terminate the trial. You take them off the drug and then you study them for a little longer. This gentleman's tumor started increasing again. Mm-hmm. So the, power the placebo of- effect. So yes, could you go into the placebo effect yep. for us? And then we might have to start to. Yep. So I had a client who came, I saw. You know, her reports, you can tell what cancer looks like. You know, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a little the spiders. Yes, yeah, exactly. Spider, yeah, yes. So she showed it to me and they wanted to do a biopsy. And I said, great, because they wanted to, you know, take another piece before they did the lumpectomy. So I was working with her and she had been working on her level of rage and anger. She had a lot of rage and anger. So we worked through some issues, and as she's on the table, I'm doing hands-on body work with her. All of a sudden, both of us felt this whoop. It was like this, just like this, this wave, this energy. We can't explain. It just sort of flew out. It was like it flew away. I had that happen when I was raking a client once. It was like, what the bleep yep. was that? Yeah, something just happened. Flew out of the room. Something yeah. tangible absolutely yeah. happened, yeah. and I knew in that instant it was gone. And she looked at me and she said. I think my cancer is, I think it's gone. <gasps> oh my heavens. And I said, yeah. And you know, I, I'm a practitioner and I need to be responsible. And I said, I understand what you're feeling. I felt something similar. She's like, well, should I go? Should I not go? And I said, I, I can't make that decision for you. I will just say that I also experienced something and I would not be surprised. So she chose to go because it seems a little strange on a, you know, Friday afternoon that, you know, after you, you've got these reports and you have them. 
that it's gone. How can it be gone in, in less than an hour? So she did go for the biopsy. And when she got to the hospital, they were trying to mark where it was before they went in. So the ultrasound on her and they're looking and they're looking and they're saying, well, we can't find it. We can't find it. This is strange. Well, something must be odd. And she said that she wanted to say to them, well, it's gone. It's gone. Yeah. I just better work. It's gone. <laughs> but she was like, is this right? Am I? So they went ahead anyway with approximating where it was. They went in, couldn't find it. Wasn't there. Wow. That's so cool. between a Friday and I think she went in on Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. Which gone. is awesome. And then the, the challenge uh, is just not to let people talk you out of your well-being. Right. That's what Jesus, when he would heal you, mm-hmm. he would stand in your presence. And, and, and just a note on healers, like I'm like a Reiki uh, healer and you're like on crack healer, <laughs> like Reiki on crack. I don't know what the hell you are. <laughs> Nobody thing, knows. Yeah. I don't even know. Yeah. But I, our job is not to heal them. Mm-hmm. Our job is to know their wellness. And if they happen exactly. to be in the vicinity, you know, it's like taking two matches and putting them together. The mm-hmm. flame becomes brighter. So we light the match. And if they want to join their match with that, and then the flame becomes brighter. It's but that's synergy. what Jesus did. He held, mm-hmm. he held you so in his high vibration. It was almost like a bug zapper. It was like zip, like anything in, mm-hmm. within his presence couldn't be held. But, but he finished his healing with saying, go and tell no one. Because they'll get in your head and they'll mm-hmm. talk you out of the magnificent healing that right. that person just did for themselves while the healer simply held the space for That's them. That's such a great point. That's such a great point. Yes. The, be careful not to get talked out of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the placebo effect, uh, which I will talk briefly about, uh, I will say if people are interested to learn about this, one of the, I, I think the most fun and really wonderful a person who wrote about that was Dr. Bernie Siegel. Siegel. So Dr. Bernie Siegel, medical doctor, uh, he wrote laughter is the best medicine. He wrote a couple of books and and they're really, really good. So if this is something that uh, someone is, is interested in pursuing very easy read, exciting read. And he's got some very well-documented cases in point about that. And it brings up the placebo effect and kind of what you're saying, stories of the person who you perceive it in power, the doctor saying something and causing someone to even die when that wasn't even their diagnosis, but they listened and they, they took it on. So that follow Dr. Bernie Siegel, get a chance to look at his work. The other thing comes from a candid camera. Remember the series? I, candid camera. We're dating ourselves, but yes. Yes, candid camera, which is like the first like punked and all of that. I was that just kind gonna say stuff. for you younger people, it would be punked. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I remember watching a candid camera that really affected me. So it was probably a, a beginning. I asked you like how how Greg Braden affected you, and this is something affected me. Where uh, in this particular show, they thought it was hilarious. They had a person, an actor, dressed like a doctor, so wearing the white coat, had the the stethoscope around their neck, and then at that point, you know, that mirror thing across oh, their yeah. heads, right? Yeah. yeah. And they they sent this per a man. They sent him into like random places. And I remember he walked into a uh, retail store, like someone's looking at clothes and he would walk up to them and say, stick your tongue out and say, ah, and he had the, the wooden depress, you know, yeah, tongue yeah, depressor stick. and they would, they <laughs> would. And I'm watching this and I'm thinking, this is incredible that <laughs> wherever this guy showed up because he was wearing yeah this authority and people were so trained to do that when they saw that 
that they did it. And of course, they're Same thinking with this the priest. Is, yep. And they're right. thinking this is hilarious and it is hilarious, but I'm going really deep with it. Like, oh my God, talk about conditioning. Talk yes. about, you know, who we it, give our power to. Who we yes. give our power to. And also kind of the placebo effect. It's like you're in this woman's in the middle of like, should I get this brown top or this blue top? I don't really know. And someone, you know, comes up to her and says this and she doesn't even question it and just goes with the scene, goes with like, oh, I guess I'm getting I an sick? exam. <laughs> Is there something wrong here? You know? Yeah. So um, that all ties into it. My, I had one, uh, I was a freshman in college taking a peer sex ed- ed- education class and my topic, we were given topics that we then had to learn about and then we were going to share them and then like sort of a board the rest of the class was a board to ask us questions we were presenting and i was given aphrodisiacs and my question was is an is you know like spanish fly oysters Mm -hmm. are aphrodisiacs real Mm -hmm. so i read it and i learned about it and i thought well here's the thing about aphrodisiacs if you take something and you believe that will sexually stimulate Mm -hmm. you then it will. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't technically have to be a Spanish fly or an oyster or anything. If someone says to you, which goes back a little bit to this candid camera show, right? If someone in a position of authority or power, if you turn your authority and power over to somebody yes, who tells you this thing will have an effect on you yes. or you, you know, you believe it for whatever reason. It absolutely will. So that was my presentation. It was very short and sweet. And the professor did not know what to do because he was ready for everybody to discuss it. And I said, well, this is my thing. Um, If you believe that it will affect you sexually and you get stimulated, then therefore it does work. And it is an aphrodisiac. So you don't need to do any scientific investigation. He was probably like, you know, chemically zinc or whatever. Correct. Magnesium has been known to excite the the libido. Right. Right. And I I said what I said. I said the placebo effect. Yeah. And yeah. And and that's what it is. It's the placebo effect. Yeah. And so therefore, is it even a placebo? Then it is real. Yeah, then it's real. Okay, so here you go. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's use this in our life mm-hmm. to make our life better and in making our life better, uplift the world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Good stuff. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Are you ready? Is your snowblower I'm, I'm ready? I'm looking at it to Vermont. Oh, well, good I, Lord, woman. The there's office. probably more snow up there. Uh, we're not getting a storm. Oh, you're not get- Oh, you know what? That's we're right. going to have a bunch of snow. I'll be yeah. snowshoeing tomorrow, but it'll be safely, quietly You'll already You'll be snowshoeing. Nice. <laughs> awesome. We'll be safe and have fun. And as always, more, more to, to be, be revealed. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Expansive Minds Podcast, Gateway to Freedom. Until next time, more to be revealed. <laughs> <laughs>